Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another super awesome mix. My name is Matt Sidholm alongside Samer Abu Salbi, my co-host and co-founder at Super Awesome Mix. Samer, how are we doing this week? Pretty good. You know, I got to say, though, I always wonder if I'm just going to forget that I'm like recording and I'm going to be like, oh, my God, Matt, let me tell you, I had the worst day yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And and you'll be like, yeah, Samer, we we are recording. So, (laughs) well, you know, but that'll be good practice. I think eventually when uh, Kelly Ripa and Ryan Seacrest retire and we take their place, we're going to have to do that you know, talk about our live segment at the top of the show. Right, so, right, exactly. Yeah, ease and, everyone you know, into it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not great for this format just yet, right. but I think okay. at a certain point, you know, we'll be grabbing newspapers and like, hey, what is de Blasio doing? You know, we're going to have to do that every day. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that. Exactly. Yeah. Also, public service announcement, if you are in New York City, early voting has begun, so go, you know. <laughs> Go do your duty. Um, awesome. All right. Well, we got a great mix today. Um, why don't you tell tell our listeners what we've got lined up? Yeah. So last month, we had a lot of great feedback on our Mother's Day mix. And so not to be overlooked, although sometimes they are, this week we present our Father's Day mix. So just like you know, normal, I pick six songs, you pick six songs, and we're going to run through and talk about um, songs that remind us of either fatherhood, I'm assuming our own fathers, and, um, you know, being a father myself, uh, you know, maybe my children and and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I think we've put together a pretty eclectic mix here. I think so. Um, So let's kick us off. Your song went first this week. um, And of course, I mean, of course, I'm going to give listeners like, 20 seconds to guess what, <laughs> what artist you picked at the top of your mix. All right, you got it, listeners. Say it out loud. Yep. All right, it, it's a Bruce Springsteen song. It's a Bruce Springsteen song. Yes. So you okay. got Ain't Got You by Bruce Springsteen, which, by the way, is, is a lovely song. Again, yes. I, I don't want to harsh on, on, on the Bruce, right? Like, amazing, amazing. No, but, but it's, it's, it's fun to point out that this, of course, leads <laughs> off you know any mix here that, yes. that I'm a part of. Um, okay, so there's a couple notable father songs that Bruce Springsteen has written. You know, My Father's House, I think My Hometown probably falls into that category. You know, there's a lot of songs where he talks about the relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. This is not one of those songs. This is the opening track to his Tunnel of Love album, which was the follow-up to Born in the USA. So interesting fun fact, this is the only album to debut at number one for Bruce Springsteen because everyone was so excited after Born in the USA. Like that was such a massive hit. Right. That everyone went out and bought this record, but it is nothing like the Born in the USA album. So this is a very simple track. It is clearly written to a woman uh, that he's interested in. Um, now, the reason it makes this mix, so let's solve the mystery here. It's the only song I've ever come across that includes, uh, he, says, he has the line, I've got more good luck, honey, than old King Farouk. Um, my father's name was Farouk. 
Oh, and nice. and so I always this uh, the song always stood out to me and reminded me of my dad because it actually includes his name, and you know he's Egyptian and that you know you don't get a lot of Egyptian names in American rock and roll. So right. Um, so it mentions Farouk. My father passed away earlier this year, and so I've always thought of him when I hear this song, and so I had to include it at the top of the mix here. I like it. Yeah, that's great. That makes sense. Um, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, so, I liked it. I mean, as I, I did also, I was curious, like how again, why I didn't make the mix, but I assumed just like in our Mother's Day mix that there was some kind of personal touch. And of course, I have a couple of those myself, as we'll see later today. But yeah, that's nice. oh, it's I a definitely, great song. I definitely noted that on a couple of these later tracks. I'm like, <laughs> right. okay, I like this song. I'm not sure why it's here. Okay. <laughs> now, one that's a little more obvious: your first track, "Father of Mine" by Everclear. Now, this is not the happiest song about a father and son relationship, but it is a great song. I mean, we love Everclear. Claire, they've, they've shown up on the podcast a couple times, mm-hmm. but talk about why this popped in on this mix. Yeah, I mean, for, you know, we said, let's put together a Father's Day mix, and this was literally like, okay, well, I've got to put Everclear's Father of Mine. Um, <laughs> and a great rock song, great rock band, but obviously, like, the lyrics here are really quite tragic. Um, and in fact, whenever I was researching um, Art, who is the lead singer and the founder of Everclear, um, a lot of this is from his own personal story, and he had, like, a very tragic childhood, um, including becoming addicted to methamphetamine and cocaine at the age of like 13 and 14 is pretty rough. Um, wow. Yeah, really, really tough. But then he quit cold turkey and then produced some incredible music and, um, you know, found his way back on um, in, into like, you know, drug free life, which is great. And yeah, he, um, the song is really for me like, I'm I'm grateful that I have a a present father. And what kind of really blew my mind, you know, picking all these songs, listening to them, is how many of them are actually about like an absentee father. Um, and and so like for me, like listening to this song and especially diving into the lyrics, I was just like, I'm very grateful that my father was around, that I had a very good relationship with him. I still have a good relationship with him, um, because unfortunately, like a lot of people's experience with either parent, right? Like it doesn't just have to be the father. It's a little stereotypically more the dad, but with either parent, they could just be absent and not present. And so um, listening to the lyrics of a very catchy song, right? I mean, it was like a pop song. It, it was on the radio all the time, but um, just made me realize that I'm happy that I had uh, a good relationship with my dad and a not tragic childhood uh, like he did. So that's that's why I made the list. And you're right. You know, in doing research for a Father's Day mix, it's amazing. Well, especially on the heels of doing a Mother's Day mix last month, you know, there are so many songs about mothers that are, they're all just so endearing. Like you, right. t- they just talk about how much they love their mother. There's very, I mean, I don't know if I came across a song that was kind of negative about mothers in any way but you're right so many songs about fathers being like i hated that guy he was never here like right just like man (laughs) this is kind of rough going so yeah yeah. no but you're right it it is unfortunate that a lot of people have experienced that so um this is probably a very relatable song to a lot of people out there it's a great song but yes not the uh not the happiest song in regards to uh father and uh, son relationships Right. Yeah, I basically had that moment where, um, you know, similar to one of our earlier episodes of the Wait, What Was That lyrics, because, again, you know, my knee-jerk response was, oh, yeah, Father Day's mix, Father of Mine. And then, you know, I was aware that the lyrics were kind of sad, but then really looking at them again just was like, yeah, this is not maybe not the best to celebrate Father's Day. But here we are. (laughs) (laughs) But here we are. (laughs) All right. So track three, um, you've got Your Dad Did by John Hyatt. 
Yeah, so John Hyatt, very good songwriter, but but kind of underrated. I don't think a lot of people are, are promoting a lot of John, John Hyatt's music. The, the thing I love about this song is that it, it's really kind of funny in that he equates the character in the song's life to that character's father's life. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you become a father, I know I experienced this, you really start to relate to your own father that much more because you realize how absurd so much of life is like when you're dealing with children and so many things you have to deal with that it's like okay I'm, I'm an adult why am I arguing with this child or why are we doing this and whatever and I think John Hyatt just puts together a really funny uh, composition here of of stories and, and it's really you know you can really imagine the scenes as he's laying them out here. And, um, and I think it's a great song too. It's got a great beat. So yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. It has some really fun lyrics. Um, I loved, so there were two, two like lyric sections I really like. So one is um, kind of the theme of the song is, you know, your chip off the old block. Why does it come as such a shock that every road up which you rock your dad already did. So it's just kind of that, you know, like you just said, you're, kind of repeating in the steps of your own father now that you are a father and then near the end um this just made me laugh as a two-year-old says grace there he's like around the table with his children so as a two-year-old says grace she says help the starving children to get well but let my brother's hamster burn in hell (laughs) yes yes you love your wife and your kids just like your dad did um (laughs) and it's it's like such a relatable kind of family scene of like you know again kids say like hilarious things and you know they mean well but then also they have like personal like annoyances with their siblings or whoever um so it's just really funny and yeah it's a very it's a very nice song i enjoyed listening to it yeah it's a fun song and you know check out other john hyatt songs because he's he's a very good songwriter and i think this this could give you a little introduction to the type of stuff he can put together but definitely worth your time um, so track four, this is just the quintessential father-son song. And so if you were waiting for it, it here it is. Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. <laughs> exactly. Again, Again not, not a real happy song with the father-son right. relationship. Exactly. Um, it, yeah, it probably says something about our society that are two top, my two top of mind <laughs> Father's Day songs are about a really, like, pained relationship between father and son um or just father and child so yeah cats in the cradle what the reason this actually came to mind for me um was from the office episode so it was like later season when um jim comes back from paternity leave and dwight has created mega desk for himself and he loves yes. mega desk yeah where he turns yeah all four desks into one giant command center <laughs> Which is something I really love because I did that at some point in my life uh, because my sister moved out and I took over her room and made it into a giant like office for myself. Because I mean, what 13 year old doesn't need a giant computer desk? Anyway, so in order to get Jim to want to go back to paternity leave or like stop working, Dwight starts playing Cats in the Cradle (laughs) really loudly um, while Jim is on a call. And the best part about all of that is that when Jim is later interviewed, he's like, I know what he's trying to do. And the worst part is that it's working. (laughs) (laughs) Just a great scene. You can't hear this song as a father and not want to immediately go spend time with your kids. Right. Just drop everything and be like, okay, we'll do it now. Let's go play catch. The funny thing that that Harry Chapin leads out is that half the time the kids don't really want to spend time with you, right? Like that's the part that is kind of left out here. It's like, oh, you know, the... The sad boy just, you know, holding his baseball glove with no one to throw to. Like most of the time, it's like, dad beat it. 
Like I want to hang out with my friend. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In an idealistic world, it's like you see yourself, you know, arm in arm doing everything together. But in reality, it's <laughs> right. like, oh, go away. You're so lame. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the the lyrics are beautiful. It's it's a very, you know, it's a story being told start to finish. Um, apparently it was a uh, written by his, his wife, Sandra. Um, and it was originally a poem. And then he turned this into a song, I think, right around the time that his son, Josh, was born. Um, and he said that the song, uh, quote, scared him to death, which is just like a really funny thing to say about a song that you decided to write and publish. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing it's just, again, like the lyrics, the idea of like, you're not present for your son. And then one day the, near the bottom of the lyrics, it flips. The son is no longer like available for his dad because uh, he has his own life. And he's like, oh, I got bills to pay. And, you know, yeah, all of that. So. Well, and it was interesting because I, I did read something where Harry Chapin's kids were like, oh, he was a great dad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I think some people immediately think he's he's like reflecting back on his own life and thinking, you know, he fell short as a father. But his kids were insistent that he was there for them as much as he could be, given his job where he's out touring and whatnot. Right. But um, I, wonder, I thought that was an um, interesting note. I wonder if maybe the pressure of having released said song was in the back of his mind all the time. He's like, I gotta be a good dad. I gotta be a good dad. Otherwise, if I'm not, the media is going to be like, well, I mean, he wrote about it in that song. <laughs> well, and it works, it works in either direction. Either you be just, a, you lean into it, right? You're just a bad right. dad. You're not really around all that much. So it's like, well, yeah. So I wrote this song about that and it was a hit record, <laughs> right. right? Or yeah, you're right. In, in fact, it's like, okay, no, I can't be this guy. I got to just, you know, be this other person, right? Yes. All right. <laughs> Track five. Um, you've got a Paul Simon song, Father and Daughter. Yeah, so Paul Simon wrote this song for his own daughter. And I found out it was on the soundtrack of the Wild Thornberries movie, which I didn't see. I have um, not seen that. I think it was an old Nickelodeon show. And, I mean, I didn't have kids at the time, so I never got into it. But in, in you know researching this, anybody out there who's a Wild Thornberries fan, you might recognize the song from this soundtrack. But... My uh, daughter, Abigail, she was born first in our family, and um, I used to play the song for her when she was little. I, I came nice. across it, and I just love the song. Paul Simon's great, of course. Um, I think my daughter's way too into female pop stars now to tolerate this song, but I think someday <laughs> she'll come back around <laughs> and appreciate the fact that uh, I listened to this song, and I, I thought of her and, and used to play it for her when she was a baby. Isn't it wild that I just had this thought, like, let's say she finds herself one day recording a podcast about about a mixtape show, and she would put this song and be like, oh, yeah, my dad used to play this for me all the time. <laughs> That's, that is a great thought, right? Like, someday when I she inherits this podcast and she's hosting it, <laughs> right? she's going to be like, well, look, I know my dad used this on the first Father's Day mix, but I'm going to recycle it, yeah. Well, if she inherits the podcast, as of the recording, I have no children, so the best will be my dog will inherit my seat, mm. so she'll have like some great conversations with my dog. I think. That's going to be a hell of a podcast. We can <laughs> Really good. Look, we have the technology, okay? That dog could talk <laughs> by the time she, they inherit the podcast. It's just going to be all Baja boys. Who the dog <laughs> That's it. That, by the way, speaking to. of that, she'd much rather listen to Who Let the Dogs Out than this Paul Simon song. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there, okay? Uh, all right, we're getting to the halfway point here. Coming up on Daddy Lessons by Beyonce. Now, Samer, 
you have told me in the past you are not a fan of country music. But I'm listening to the song and I'm like, this is a country song by Beyonce. And it's a great song. (laughs) I was totally duped because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put on this Beyonce song. I mean, it's Beyonce. She's not country, but this is very much a country song. It's one of those like crossover, like you sneak it into another genre and and before you realize it, you're like liking it and you're like, oh, God, I kind of like country. Um, But yes, uh, a very different song than, you know, what we're used to from Beyonce, but but a beautiful one, really powerful lyrics um, opens up with, uh, you know, her growing up in Texas because she's from Houston. Um, I also actually was born in Houston, so uh, and lived in Texas most of my life. But uh, whereas some people like always want to go back, I was I'm one of the one of the kids who were just like, no, I'm leaving. I'm not going back. Um, so <laughs> no disrespect. Thank you to everything that Texas. <laughs> no disrespect. Me, but, no disrespect but, intended. I still live yeah. in Texas. Yes. Um, yeah, there's good people in Texas. I yeah, I, I won't I won't take that away from the state. Anyway, all about the song. Um, it's her relationship with her dad, and her dad was like it. It's, it focuses a lot on kind of the strength he wanted to give her, and, and around this like conversation around a gun. Um, and she's she's very staunchly like anti-gun and anti-gun violence, um, but she just wanted to tell like a real story about like what it was like growing up with with her father in in Texas, um, which is if you're not familiar with the state of Texas, it's generally a little bit more conservative leaning and uh, and very like pro-gun rights. So uh, it's kind of an interesting song for her to sing and tell this like really honest story about her and her father. Yeah, and I really thought, well put together song. It starts out, there's about 40 seconds of just horns playing at the mm-hmm. beginning. So it doesn't come off as a country song right away. But then as it kicks in as a, and as she's singing, I, I was like, this is absolutely a country song. Interestingly enough, um, the Chicks, formerly the Dixie Chicks, uh, covered this when they uh, toured a few years back. So they were playing this in concerts too, which I thought was probably a pretty good fit um, for, yeah. you know, the band yeah, like that makes and, more and the sense. lyrics, right? Yeah, it makes, <laughs> yeah. makes more sense. But Beyonce does a great job here. I really like yes. the song. Exactly. I mean, anything she does is just absolute gold. Uh, she has an incredible just musical talent and voice and everything. Um, so, yeah, great song. Um, track seven, you've got a, a pretty funny song. Um, I could only find the live version, which I think was only ever done live because it's not actually his song. Uh, in terms of like songwriting, but it's called A Boy Named Sue by Johnny Cash. Yes, pretty famous song here from Johnny Cash uh, from 1969. The fun fact about this, it was written by Shel Silverstein. Yes. Better was... known as the, you know, children's poet where the sidewalk ends and, you know, all those funny poems that kids read growing up. And he wrote this song about a boy named Sue. So, you know, if you're not familiar with the song, this boy goes through life named Sue and is, you know, constantly getting into fights because people keep making fun of his name, but he never knew his father. And his whole life's mission is to meet his father and kill him for giving him this name. <laughs> right. And uh, in the end, they have this confrontation and, and the father says, you know, I, I did that intentionally to make you tougher. And uh, so <laughs> also, it, well, it, we should have blown the spoiler alert. Uh, oh, God, there. I guess we should have. Yeah. <laughs> apologize the song is only 50 years old so i mean i guess may not come across it at some point right right um yeah funny enough silverstein wrote a follow-up to this like 10 years later titled the father of a boy named sue and he tells the other side of the story so he tells the story from the father's perspective up into this moment so 
Nice. Um, you know, and again, in, in Shel Silverstein form, just, you know, kind of funny, clever lyrics and, and a fun song. And of course, Johnny Cash does a great job putting it to music. Yes. Yeah, it was definitely like a very entertaining one. And I, I do really appreciate, again, like songs that start to tell a story and like you're just hooked. You just want to know how it ends um, because, it, it, you know, a story is a story. It doesn't matter whether it's told or sung or anything like that. Um, so it's very fun. I liked it. Yeah, it's a fun song. Um, also a fun song, track eight, the theme from the Pink Panther from the great yes. Henry Mancini. Now, I used to watch the cartoons. I, I love the Pink Panther. I've seen the Peter Sellers movies. But why was this on a Father's Day mix? <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. <laughs> let's, let's take the judgment out of that question. <laughs> <laughs> let's try that again. Take two. So, Sandra, why was this on a Father's Day mix? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, so this is uh, this is definitely a, a personal pick, uh, as is the next one that we'll see. But um, my father loved like Peter Sellers and Pink Panther was like one of the favorite, like one of his favorite movies that we would watch all together and, and really enjoy. Um, and so that's that was like what reminded me of my dad is like I would hear Pink Panther thing and I would immediately think of my childhood and, and how much my dad loved watching these movies. Um, but then also it's just like it's it's kind of amazing. It's to it's such an iconic theme i feel like you could play it maybe i don't know about like younger than our generation uh because pink panther wasn't as big for you know um generations younger than millennial um but i think anyone older our age or older like you play it and you're like oh yeah this is a pink panther theme um and it and it released as a single and actually like reached top 10 in billboard and won like three grammys like it's kind of amazing when you think about just like a movie theme song um you know, making it as like a breakout, like radio hit. Uh, but it's, it's like beautifully orchestrated. I wish we could have Reagan back on the show and he could tell us all about uh, a little bit <laughs> That's more right. This. Yes. He'd give us the details <laughs> on it. Yeah. You're right. Like yeah. Amazing. It charted so high, especially for an instrumental movie theme yes. song too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, almost won an Academy Award, but lost out to Mary Poppins. So some tough competition that year. Um, God, that's a murderer's row. We got <laughs> to dive into that category at some point. Jeez. Right, right. So yes. Um, so that's why this one made it on. Um, cool. Track nine. You've got Father and Son by Cat Stevens. Okay, so Cat Stevens has a lot of great songs. I had not come across this song until, and I think some of the listeners will be, will be with me on this one, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, okay? Um, and both Guardians of the Galaxy movies have fantastic soundtracks. So even yes. if you're not a Marvel fan, you should look up the soundtracks and listen to the music there uh, because they pick some great songs. But in it is where Chris Pratt's character, Peter Quill, a.k.a. Star-Lord, meets his father, who's played by Kurt Russell. And um, yeah, they play father and son in there. And like listening to it in the movie, I was like, oh my God, this is this is such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it's I knew it was Cat Stevens, but I had not heard this song before. Um, and when I was doing a little research for the podcast, learned that Cat Stevens intentionally sings the father's parts in a deeper voice and then mm -hmm. the son's parts in like a higher register to sort of set off this conversation between the two. And that's that's what the song is. But um, really, really cool song and, um, you know, definitely worth a listen. And, and I think tells a, a pretty good story about a father and son. Not not too 
not too negative like some of the others we've had on here. Right. No, this one was, I think, a, again, kind of a universal struggle that probably a lot of parents feel where it's like the parent is trying to direct the, you know, instruct the kid and teach them and all that kind of stuff. But the kid wants absolutely nothing to do with the parent, parent's instruction. Um, and so then eventually, like, as he says, I think at some point in the song, like, OK, you're just going to kind of step back and let them go do what they're going to do, because that's what they're going to do. Like, you can try to teach them all that you want, but... Um, I think we are all familiar with the feelings of, of a child as someone tells you, hey, don't touch it. That's hot. And what do you want to do? You want to touch it. Right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good. I love the line. You're still young, comma. That's your fault. Um, right. Because <laughs> it's, it's such a great line because at first blush, you're like, yeah, it's your fault. You're young. Like, way to go. As if it's like you've done something wrong. But I think what he's really trying to say there is like it, that's your your kind of flaw. Not, you know, using the word in the sense of a flaw, like being young is is the problem um but yeah, it's like just a great phrase, line and it really stuck out like the phrase youth is wasted on the young right right yes like your your body can do anything you could do all this stuff but but you're young and you just don't really know any better right like, right right <laughs> so yes. you don't get quite as much done exactly um all right so track 10 um another little bit of a head scratcher here but i imagine this had a personal story behind it but the the theme to get smart and that was a show i also I watched it in reruns when I was growing up, and I, I also, you know, enjoyed the show. But let's talk about why this was on the mix for you, Samer. Yes, yeah. Sorry to put two personal ones on on the mix. I hope no one's offended. <laughs> they wanted more Father's Day <laughs> songs. I can offer some alternates. You know, maybe on our Instagram. You know, be sure to follow us there. It's super awesome mix. But Get Smart theme um, was again a TV show that like my dad loved, and we would grow up watching it all the time. And so hearing that that theme song is immediately triggered like of of that memory. So that's why this made it on. I did not know until actually researching it that it was created uh, by Mel Brooks. Um, it was like co-created with Mel Brooks and, and a guy named Buck Henry. Um, that makes so much more sense to me because like the humor is very up. Like if you're familiar with Mel Brooks's humor, um, that just makes so much sense. Like that was such a click in my head after I learned that. Because um, the TV show is like very kind of silly and, you know, it's about like a secret agent, like a Bond style secret agent who just like cannot seem to help himself. Like he's just kind of like a... Um, I don't know, a dunce in a way. I'm not sure like what term uh, to use there, but it's great. Um, but still always manages to like get the guy, you know, somehow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Almost a little bit like Columbo, but, you know, kind of intentionally dumber instead right. of kind of sly <laughs> like Columbo was. Yeah. Right. Right. And and Buck Henry, I didn't realize Mel Brooks and Buck Henry were involved. Buck Henry was an early contributor to Saturday Night Live. And, oh, I didn't know that. Worked on the show in a lot of the early years, I think in, in the 70s, at least. Um I don't I don't know how much he got into the 80s but yeah when he passed away a couple of years ago they reran one of his more famous skits on there yeah nice Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I was basically raised by television uh, and my parents, but it was a lot of television. So <laughs> I was <laughs> mostly television. Yeah, <laughs> I will say it's about seventy-five percent television. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I wonder if it's just something. So both Matt and I are, are sons of immigrants, and so maybe there's just something that's like, you know what? We've worked like really hard. Let let's just let the American TV <laughs> take care of the rest of it. <laughs> well, I probably got better English lessons from watching. <laughs> TV than I would have right. from my parents. Yeah. Right. It's funny now my kids will ask me questions about phonics and that was almost always my worst subject, you know, in like elementary school because, you know, I, I didn't learn any of the phonics from my parents. Right. <laughs> right. And everything was always mispronounced. So the idea of like a long A and a short A, I was just like, I, I don't know. You just you, you just say the word. Just say the word. <laughs> That's great. 
<laughs> All right, track 11. You've got um, Papa Was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations. Such a great song. Such a great song. It's 12 minutes long, okay? Yes. And the first four <laughs> minutes are, is nothing but an instrumental. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a fantastic song. Not a happy song about a father, okay? Because Papa was a rolling stone, all right? Where he, wherever he hung his hat was his home. So right. he, uh, he, he didn't stay anywhere too long. But um, if you listen to this song, I, I think musically this song is excellent. Like, I love that part of it. Mm-hmm. The, the lyrics are a little sad, but um, definitely worth your time to listen to. The writers were inspired the year before by the theme song to Shaft. Oh, um, interesting. And if you listen to this song, yes. yeah, like once I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes all the sense in the world, right? Because, yes. you know, you get the horns and the violins and, you know, so many different instruments in on this song. And when I when I heard the connection to Shaft, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it's definitely there. That is great because I was literally like one of my notes was it feels like it could be the theme song to like a um, like a cop show or something, some kind of procedural cop, you know, court TV show. <laughs> right, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, it's got that mood. That's great. Um, all right, we're into our final track here. Now, this one I, I had not heard of before, but I, I really enjoyed it. Now, it's it's Daddy featuring Quincy XCII, or maybe 92 if you're into the Roman numerals, <laughs> uh, by the Tiny Meat Gang. Uh, so yes. <laughs> let's talk about this one. This is a pretty funny song. Yes. Um, I want to say it's Quinn 92, but... Now I'm now I'm not so sure, and I don't want to be like, Ugh, Matt, you're such a fool. <laughs> when in reality, so let's just move on from the title. I wanted to end this uh, in the same vein that you ended the graduation mix with uh, with No Sex by Chris Rock. I just wanted yeah. to put kind of like a funny, you know, funny song about the stereotypical things of becoming a dad. Um, so if you listen or look up the lyrics, listening to this song, they're pretty easy to listen to. They are just like really hilarious things of like, oh, I'm a dad now. So these are the things that I do. Um, So he wanted to like put together, yeah, this kind of like jokey things. Like one of the lyrics uh, that I, there's so many good ones, but one of the ones here that I really enjoyed was, I built a deck around the house and then I painted it. Didn't like the kitchen, so I renovated it. After Johnny's Little League, hit the local Applebee's, clean the plate and tell the waitress that I hated it. That's like, the one. I had the line about the Applebee's written down too. I was like, "Oh, that's good. That like is good such stuff. quintessential dad joke there." And yeah, like again, like oh, I built the deck and painted it and all this kind of stuff. So I thought that was just a really fun song to, to round it all out. And and had to feel like it was from Lonely the Lonely Island guys from Saturday Night Live, like right, Andy right. Samberg and his crew. And that it's really well produced. Like it sounds. When I first put it on, I was like, "Okay, this is this is a legit song." But then as you listen to the lyrics, you're like, well, wait a second. No, this is this is supposed to be funny. Okay, this is good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's real fun. Um, so, yes, that takes us to the top of our Father's Day mix. There we have it. Father's Day mix in the books. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, we've got something fun to talk about here. Now, we've gotten some messages sent to us via, of course, you can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Super Awesome Mix. And some people have asked us, hey, can you help me make a super awesome mix? And so Samra and I thought, sure, why not? So here's what we're going to do. We set up a page on our website. Okay, so go to, you know, it's going to say events on the superawesomemix.com website. And you can click there. Tell us about your event, what you're looking to do. And it doesn't have to be an event. We could, you know, you could be a birthday gift, an anniversary gift, whatever. 
but reach out and we will be in touch about how we can collaborate to help you make your own super awesome mix. Yeah, I love it. Um, it's really exciting. Like, you know, at doing this, as we keep saying, every single mixtape kind of tells a story and we love putting these together. And so we want to help you put together your perfect mix uh, for whatever event or um, anniversary or, or special occasion that you want to celebrate. So, yeah, but definitely reach out. We'll have the link in the show notes um, and and yeah, we'll help you make a super awesome mix that will impress. <laughs> and while you're on the website, might as well check out the merch store. Okay, we've got t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, okay? A lot of you have been buying that stuff up, and uh, we love it, okay? If you if you get your merch and you want to put it on and throw a picture up on Instagram and tag us, that's great too, okay? Show everybody how much you love the podcast and how you're supporting us. So we would appreciate that as well. Also, subscribe, tell your friends, share the podcast, all the things. All the things. All Lots the things. Lots of homework. I love it. Lots of homework homework, for the listeners out there, okay? But in the meantime, we will be back next week with another super awesome mix. So for Samer, this is Matt, and we'll see you then. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop dlmsupplycode.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's dlmsupplycode.com.